You're listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. I'm Justin Alleman. On our show, we discuss agronomy, grain marketing, and other topics to help you improve your profitability. In this episode, we're discussing inflation, interest rates, and how it affects you. My guest is Aaron Leary, a loan officer at Compure Financial here in Monmouth. We recorded this conversation on September 23, 2022, shortly after the Federal Reserve announced that they would be raising interest rates. During these economic times that we are witnessing, I wanted to get Aaron's perspective on what is causing inflation and how rising interest rates affect the housing market and farmers who are either carrying debt or are considering new loans. Now, a quick note about the audio for this episode. When it came time to record, I was having microphone issues, so this conversation was recorded from my iPhone. Apologies in advance for any quality issues, and I hope you find this conversation helpful and informative. Okay, so um, ag financing is why I'd like to visit with you today, and uh, the word inflation has been in the news a lot, Mm -hmm. and I don't have to have an advanced degree in economics to know that the prices of things have been going up, right? At the grocery store, uh, milk, eggs, things like that. So like in a nutshell, and I know there's a lot of different factors that are in play in this specific instance currently, but at its heart, what causes inflation? It really, it's a good question, Justin. Um, it comes down to how much it costs for the company to produce the good. That's one main thing so labor is a huge huge cost of producing a product right the technology to make the machines that package goods there's another one and uh, a huge one is the cost of moving that good to the store so transportation cost is huge so your fuel when it goes up the trickle down of how much an increase in a dollar of diesel fuel how much that cost on the entire product from start to finish, not gets to your house, is huge. The amount of um, diesel fuel, oil, that kind of thing that goes into making a product. So that's a big one. Um, I think labor, labor and diesel fuel, your your oil is huge when it comes to the cost of your goods. So when that costs more, the companies have to charge you more because it costs them more to make it. So, i.e. inflation. Okay, so initially, those in the powers that be, I guess, were saying that inflation was transitory. That's and a correct. big part of what you were talking about, fuel, you know, diesel is still high, oil is a lot higher than it was, say, a year ago. Mm-hmm. I guess, at what point is it no longer transitory? Well, that's the million-dollar question. The The Fed, the Federal Reserve, the government, they said all last year, while everything was continued to go up, 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 it, they were, I think, more hopeful than anything that it was transitory and by transitory they meant that it was all um, due to the supply chain issues caused from covid shutdowns so when when places shut down either because they were told to um with covid trying to prevent people from getting it or they actually did break out and they had to shut down um they were hoping the supply chain issues that that caused were the reason that inflation was so high that once the supply chain would would fix itself would catch up with demand, then the inflation would would cool. Well, that didn't happen, and the supply chain in a lot of sectors has been fixed, and things still aren't cooling off. 
So now the Fed's idea is the only tool that they have is to increase rates by trying to take money out of consumers' pockets so they don't they can't spend that on goods. So that's why the uh, interest rates are, have gone so high so fast. Okay, so we have the Federal Reserve, and they're in charge of monetary policy. And, and earlier you shared with me, they set the benchmark interest rate, mm-hmm. and then that in turn affects lenders across it, the country. Yep, affects everything else. Okay, and so just kind of the basics of how that works is by lowering the rate that stimulates the economy Mm -hmm. and then if you want to slow down the spent amount of spending you would Mm -hmm. raise the interest rate that's correct okay and so earlier this week um we're recording this um here in september they raised that benchmark interest rate uh three quarters of percent Mm -hmm. so i guess what is that current interest rate what they've come out and said is that they hope to have that rate be in like the four and a half range throughout next year and they, their hope is to not have it go higher than that they don't anticipate having to have it higher than that they also anticipated inflation being transitory and that this would all work <laughs> itself out so you you just they don't know nobody knows so as of right now it is three and a quarter percent three and a quarter percent is that benchmark mm-hmm. they don't want to go higher than four and a half. Four and a half is what they hope to be able to stop it at <laughs> okay. In order to cool inflation, that that's their that's their hope, that's their plan, is that to, to stop it at four and a half. And what has it been since you know through COVID? Even through, prior to that, we had two thousand eight. You know, different times throughout history, it's been at zero. Mm-hmm. In two thousand eight, they dropped it to zero, and then there in twenty twenty, they dropped it to zero to try to keep the economy going. Because in the long term scale, really three and a quarter, four and a half, that's still low. Comparatively? Comparatively, when you look back at history, but for everybody under the age of 40, when was, did you have 6% on your car loan that you got, whether you got it through the dealer, you got it through your local bank? How long has it been since you had a 5 6% interest rate on a car loan? Right. I, I look at those rates and those seem high to me. They but do you... because it has been low for so long because we have had these these events like the 08 housing crisis. Um, when that crash came, it took a long, the rate went down to zero and the Wall Street Journal Prime was, I don't know, three to three and a half for like 10 years. So they didn't start moving that rate until 2017 or so when that when the Fed finally started increasing their rate a little bit, it took that long to get the economy fixed. Well, this is completely different. You know, so much of it was man-made with COVID shutdowns um, that it's just a real mess when it comes down to trying to figure out what they can do with those rates in order to try to slow down inflation. Um, You've got all the retirements from the boomer generation. We've talked about for 40, 50 years what's going to happen when all these people decide to retire. Well, COVID sped that up, and it happened. They're retiring. So now we have labor shortages. So the only way companies can get more labor is by paying more in wages. So now everybody's competing for a smaller pool of applicants, so they have to pay more money. So now when they do pay them more money, people have more money to spend. So they haven't slowed down consumer spending yet. And it's going to get there because the Fed's convinced they can do it through interest rates. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's that's one huge thing was the, the retiring of so many people. Um, and then you look at the amount of money that we printed um, to give out with uh, 
PPP loans and, and COVID um, stimulus money that they, they gave all that to try to keep the economy going and hindsight probably overdid it. Definitely didn't need to do quite so much to keep things going. And now you throw the war in and the amount of energy that comes out of those countries, the amount of, um, amount of oil and natural gas that Russia exported to the rest of the world is pretty astounding. So for them to just shut that off and us, uh, rightly so, stop buying anything from them makes a huge difference. So you put all that stuff together, the Fed's got their work cut out for them, and I don't think there's anybody in the world that really thinks that they can do it um, without causing a major recession. Mm-hmm. And a recession, I guess by definition, is a slow in GDP in consecutive quarters, mm -hmm. right? I guess now the political party in power is maybe trying to change that definition so they don't alarm people. <laughs> but um, I guess... Technically, I think yeah. we've got had all the signs that mm -hmm. a recession has started or will start. Mm -hmm. And so I guess at, at its core, inflation, because of higher wages, because of supply chain increase in cost, mm -hmm. we, have, we have too much cash chasing too few assets. There you go. And raising interest rates... Make, means more of that cash has to go towards interest payments rather than goods yep. and services. That's right. Okay. Right. So then how does this affect the housing market, right? Because we had a lot of people, well, for one, houses were very expensive during the pandemic. Feels like they've come down now. Yep. I guess what does interest rates and the housing market, what kind of relationship is going on there? So you had record low interest rates for, what, year, year and a half, and a lot of people moving a lot of people retiring, so a lot of homes hit the market, and once things starting to tighten up, there wasn't quite as much supply, so you got a lot of people getting into bidding wars over homes. They were gone within hours of hitting the market. Um, some of them never even got to hit the market. The realtor had it sold before they even got it listed on the website. And when interest rates are at all-time lows, you have more buying power. You can put more money towards principal than interest, so you can afford to buy a lot fancier house. Um, now, since rates have gone from, what was it, the big January of 21, they, you could still get a 30-year fixed rate in the twos, and now the average home, the um, nationwide average for a 30-year fixed mortgage is six and a half. That's thousands of dollars going towards interest. Over the life of the loan, that's practically buying two of that same house. Exactly. So you can't afford to buy as much. The people that were going to sell their home and move can't afford to buy as much. They're not moving now. So there's fewer and fewer homes that are going to hit the market, which means the value of those are going to come back down. Um, so that's the, one of the first keys to a recession is the housing market, and that has started to slow down. So they do want it to slow down some, but we obviously don't want a recession. But like we said before, all the factors working against it are going to be pretty tough to avoid. So as interest rates continue to go up, you can afford a lot less of a home. Um, so a lot of people are choosing not to move now. So does that have the same, rising interest rates, does that have the same effect on farmland prices? The farmland's a little little trickier. It's definitely going to, Justin, for sure. Um, when you and I are trying to, to put down the minimum amount of a down payment or we're wanting to utilize um, a farm loan through the, the FSA office where they can finance half of it and then your commercial lenders such as Compere can finance the other half of it and you're essentially borrowing 100% of it, you increase rates like you have and we're going to pay two or $300 an acre more in interest. 
per acre more in interest. I don't know how many farms a younger farmer can afford when they're paying $200 more an acre in interest when they really probably need their land payment total to be two or three hundred dollars an acre when you look at 350 450 corn and inputs maybe a little more back in line 300 dollars an acre cash rent's a pretty strong cash rent and that all going towards interest with no principal we can't afford to buy much can we mm-hmm. however there's a lot of cash out there a lot of farmers with paid ground that the economy has been doing well the last you know, last year, this year should be pretty good margins for the areas that uh, haven't been hit with the drought. So there's still plenty of cash. So your more established farmers could easily have 30, 40, 50 percent to put down on a farm and can afford to spread that higher payment out over all their acres. If you don't have any other payment acres to spread that payment over, it's going to get a lot tougher. But for your larger, more established farms, I think it's going to take a little while for the um, farm real estate market to really come down the other wild card in there is the investor we saw a new warren county record of twenty thousand seven hundred fifty dollars an acre over by colebrook uh, investor bought it not too sure whether he's cash renting it or custom farming it or 50 50 what he had in mind but the fact that they chose to put that money in the farmland over commercial real estate or over the stock market that's pretty telling that how uncertain they are of where they want to park their money. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to put it into the the farmland because we're not making any more of it, right? So I, I don't think we're going to have as immediate of effect on farmland as we have home real estate until the commodity prices come down. Once the commodity prices come down and the farmers can't afford as much high cash rent, um and they don't have as much, aren't making as much cash each year to be able to put towards a down payment. That's what's going to bring down your your farm real estate market. Okay, and right now we are seeing strong commodity prices, and that um, leads to you know that's part of inflation and, and food prices. That's right. Now the the black swan was Russia Ukraine mm-hmm. and what they export, but in a normal situation, apples to apples, if you remove the Russia Ukraine situation, the high dollar that we are seeing right now would would have a negative effect on our exports and commodity prices. Yep, yep. If you look at uh, the exporting country and you've got Brazil or Argentine soybeans and you've got the United States soybeans and we can buy um, for the same dollar amount a lot more from another country, a place like China is going to import it from the other country. Um, However, when you look at corn and wheat, Ukraine and Russia were huge exporters of those two commodities, especially Ukraine with the corn. Um, they're not produ- going to be able to produce as much. They're not going to be able to export it. So those countries have to buy it from somewhere. So right now, we're still hanging on with our exports. But uh, and you're absolutely right. Under normal circumstance, with a dollar this high, we would see commodity prices coming down pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And it will catch up to us here. It just we don't know when and what that will look like. That's right. Okay. Um, so earlier this week, the Fed raised that benchmark interest rate. Um, you had said to me previously, the length of time until it affects me personally, whether that's a car loan or an operating note, 
it varies based on how my financial institution is set up. Mm -hmm. It has a huge impact by that. Yep. So like we were discussing before with your community banks, your smaller institutions, well, even even a Wells Fargo, that you know they're getting their money through their customers' deposits, whether that be CDs or checking accounts or savings accounts, money that people that have money in that financial institution. And the simple version, they take your hundred thousand dollars that you have on your CD, and they pay you two percent, and they go out and loan it to somebody else at five percent. Well, and, and that's the simple version, but. It takes them a little longer before they have to start paying more on their CDs and on their deposit accounts before they have to pass that interest rise onto you. But as you see, like an Edward Jones has 3.5% on a one-year CD, well, if the banks want to keep that money in their, in their doors, they have to offer you a better rate too. So that all leads up to them charging higher for their, their interest rates on their car loans and their home loans and and if they are an ag lender on their operating loans and equipment loans as well. So it's a little slower of a process in banks. Um, a place, a farm credit like Compeer, we get our money by selling agribank bonds, similar to how you can buy a municipal bond or 10-year treasury um, bond. It's a similar market. So we don't have people's cash sitting in the bank or in the vault, so to speak. So we go out and get that money through AgriBank. So when you need to borrow $100,000, we go sell $100,000 bonds, say, okay, we promise to pay, we're going to buy this bond for you for X, and then we're going to loan it to you for X plus Y. So it's day-to-day. Every single day, the cost of our funds, the co- what it cost us to go out and get that money, changes every single day. So for us, it's a lot quicker in how things change. So that's a blessing and a curse. Back in 2020, when interest rates immediately started dropping, and every single day they were dropping, guess what? We went to you guys and repriced loans and kept lowering rates. And there were people that maybe even repriced twice. They did it once, and then exactly a year later, they repriced it again and, and dropped percentage points off their interest rate. Same thing on their operating loans as... As it cost us less money to go borrow it, we're gonna pass that savings on to you guys. But then, as it cost us more, we've got to we've got to go charge you more. So we do everything we can to do that as less frequent as we can, and try to hold that off as long as we can. But you know, it is farm credit system is a cooperative, so to speak. You're our client member, so the more money that we can make, the more money you're gonna make through patronage. So we. Definitely do everything we can to keep our costs down and, and pass it, keep the interest rates as low as we can for you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Fed has signaled that they intend on raising interest rates again between mm-hmm. now and the end of the year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it sounds like their target's at 4.5%, and they kind of want to be there by the end of the year or the beginning of next. So don't be surprised if we lose another percent, percent and a quarter by the end of the year. Okay, so I guess what financial advice would you have for our listeners? I mean, is it just kind of the Dave Ramsey plan, pay off debt as quick as you can? <laughs> or I guess what else, um, what do people need to keep in mind as we look at this financial situation? I think you've really just kind of got to keep an eye on your budgets. Um, make sure you're not blowing too much on things you don't need. And in my opinion, debt isn't terribly bad. Um, 
as long as you can keep it managed and you know if you have a little setback and some more of your money has to go towards your your goods to live off of that you still have enough to pay that debt down um right now if all of your debt is fixed or a large portion of it and only a, a small percentage of it could adjust on you that's a good thing dave ramsey very smart individual but not all debt is terrible and it, it is a reality and we we have to have some of us just have to borrow money in order to get the things we need it could be a tool it absolutely um but definitely keep some things in moderation. Um, I guess for me, I wouldn't go if I've got some cash there. Um, I don't know that I'd want to put all that money and pay down on debt too quickly. Because if you you have that cash and you're, you're paying down debt accelerated and you want to just pay it off. But then something comes up, and let's say that was at a 3.5%, and you pay it off, oh good. That car loan's paid off or... That four-wheeler loan's paid off, and now, or that equipment that you bought, that, that piece of equipment, you paid it off early. All right, now I'm free and clear. Well, then something bad happens, and you have to go buy a new, a new one. You're not going to get that same interest rate. You're again. not going to get that same interest rate. So now your cash is gone because you dumped it into paying off a loan, but you still had to go borrow something at a higher price. I guess you might be better off sitting on that cash. Hanging on to it, that interest rate is way cheaper than what you can go borrow it for now. So just keep making your payments, let it be, and then if something bad comes up, you've got the cash. And if you do have to go borrow some, you'd have more for a down payment and you're borrowing less. So each situation is different, Justin. Um, cash is king. The, the more you can have, the better. I don't know if I just want to be paying off a bunch of cheap interest debt to have it paid off um, when it's going to cost you a lot more to borrow it here in the next year. But maybe reconsider taking on new debt. Know Correct. your numbers. That's right. And then that's right. existing debt that's fixed, yep. you know, I guess yep. evaluate whether you want to pay that off or not. Right. But when it comes to new debt at these higher interest rates, keep as yeah. much cash as you can, yep. more down payment means borrowing less. That's right. So yeah. Each situation is different, but that's definitely something to keep in mind. All right. Well, this has been Aaron Leary with Compure Financial. I guess, Aaron, if someone wants to um, reach out with any questions they have from what we've been talking about, is there a way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, we're always open for business, so you can definitely give us a call here at the Monmouth office. My number is 760-4474. Always would look forward to visiting with anybody to help them out with their lending needs. All right. Well, Aaron, thanks for the conversation and all of your insight. Thank you, Justin. All right. A big thank you to Aaron Leary for taking the time to visit with me about inflation and interest rates and what is currently going on. Now, if you have any questions on the above topics, I will point you towards Aaron and feel free to give the Monmouth Compere office a call at 309 760 We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.